Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Shaw, how you doing? I'm doing well. I was uh, contemplating whether or not I should sing, but I realized I shouldn't, so I'm not going to, but I probably will at some point during this. Well, you know, I suppose if the Yankees aren't going to inspire us to sing yet, then they'll never will because they are 56 and 20 as of the time that we're recording, which is right after they polished off a sweep of the Oakland A's, which was very much appreciated. You know, take care of business. They're the best team in baseball. The A's are the worst team in baseball. They're playing Yankee Stadium. Good. You swept them. A plus. Yep. Yay. Yeah. I guess after they eventually lost at home, they decided to remember how to win at home again. (laughs) Yeah, kind of them. Yeah, they had split that series with the Astros, which was looking dicey for a bit because they only led at two points in the series. But fortunately, those two points were at the very end of ballgames on walk-off Aaron Judge diggers. (laughs) The first was just Um, a single. This is a hammer. Aaron Judge, good. Um, I think so. I think so. Yeah. He has yeah, 29 home runs now, and it is June 29th as we speak. Wow, what an homage. Maybe yes. he'll hit 30 home runs tomorrow. 30 home runs is in he'll hit 30 home runs in the game or Yes. Oh, okay, good. Well, that Obviously. would put him on Hey, that would put him on good pace to um meet your home run total prediction, you know. He's going to he's going to do it. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah, forget the forget the sixty that people are talking about. Remember that Kunj is still aiming for him to get to seventy four, I believe. Yeah, there's a. I, I just want no debate. I don't want to hear any oh real home run record. But no, 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 no. Aaron Judge is going to shut everybody up. No, and John Carlos Santon too. Remember, it's both of them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> We're gonna. He's gonna have like a thirty home run month too. You know, it'll be great. If I'm not mistaken, I think John Carlos in my prediction is at seventy five and Judge is at seventy four. I believe that is your annual prediction. Yes. Which yes. Is just yes. always as well. They're not going to meet your hundred sixty one wins, but what are you going to do? You, know? you don't know that they won't. Well, I kind of do. <laughs> Manfred likes to make up rules. He might just erase 19, 19 losses. And that's He's like, you know it. what? Forget those losses. They were dumb. <laughs> he doesn't hate baseball, though. He came out and said it today. It was an official statement. Yeah. Uh, glad glad to hear it, man. I don't know if I fully believe you, but uh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, well, it wasn't he came out and said it. There was an uh, article on the ESPN or... Uh, uh, it's special on him or whatever the hell you want to call it but it's always good when you start off with a thing that's highlighting the commissioner of baseball and he starts it off with I don't hate baseball yeah always good also when the author calls him Mr. Commissioner and then he's like you can call me Rob it's like okay man this is not the president calm down (laughs) relax (laughs) 
All right. We, we, we're getting uh, distracted anyway. by uh, dumb Rob Manfred of the of Manfred of the week fame. So let's uh, <laughs> we don't talk about Manfred and we don't talk about no nos. Eh? Eh? We don't talk about no nos. See, yep. I told you I was going to sing at some point. Yep. You did sing. Congratulations. Yeah. And congratulations you're to you, the listeners, <laughs> for getting to ask <laughs> that's 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 you're, you're welcome. I'm sorry to your ears, but you're the rest of your body, you're welcome. Yeah. Oh, man. I can see our subscriber count going down. As... <laughs> <laughs> right? No, I'm gonna no. Blame that on. I'm going to blame that on the man for talk rather than singing. 100%. Yeah. But talk about a very weird week where we can, we're obviously still feeling good about the Yankees, but also they got no hit. That happened. Um, that was yeah, bad. Baseball's just weird. Yeah. For the first time in 19 years, in just the second time since 1958, which is a really long time. Right. Yeah. I mean, like when, the, uh, when your team gets no hit, and it results in the, just the 20th loss of the season, and you're almost at the end of June. Eh. Yeah, it was Yeah, it was a really annoying game, and they never 100%. really came close to a hit. Yeah, it's, you're never going to feel good about getting no hit. But at the same time, as you said, this baseball is just weird. It happens. I remember 2018. This has been talked about a bunch already. But, you know, the Red Sox, they got no hit by Sean Mania early on in the season. I had some good shot in Freud about that. You know, then the Red Sox had a freaking incredible season and won 108 games in the World Series. So they were just fine and dandy, unfortunately. Yeah, Yeah, again, like you just kind of have to chalk it up and give kudos to the Houston pitching for how they handled the Yankees. Yeah, Christian Javier was uh, terrific. There's nothing else you can say. And I have no idea why, because like I don't mean to discredit like combined no-nos at all. Like they're obviously still legit and very, very impressive. But for some reason, it makes me feel better that it was a, com- a combined no-no instead of just like uh, Christian Javier just going the whole the distance. Again, don't know why. There's no logic to it. I'm not discrediting it at all and not trying to take away anything from it. But it makes me feel better I think in my could... completely irrational mind. I don't think it's totally <laughs> irrational because if you think about it, like most of the times when people are going for no-hitters, you're relying on a pitcher who's sort of tiring, but he's trying to push to the finish line to complete it. And, you know, if you were just like, looking at it like a robot, like zeros and ones, and you were just like, okay, well, this guy's tired. We're immediately throwing this reliever out there. The reliever would be more likely to stop the team from getting a hit than your tired starter. So because they hooked Javier when they did, I pretty much saw the writing on the wall there because I didn't really think that the Yankees were going to get a hit against uh, the Astros bullpen, which is kind of weird considering what they did to them two days before, but whatever. Yeah, I think uh, Ryan Presley did pitch in that game, so there was a slight bit of hope, but alas, yeah, yeah but it was not to be. Yeah, and I mean, the thing that got weird about it was then the next day when they were no hit into the seventh, and it was just like, guys, guys, yeah. <laughs> we're not doing this again, are we? And thankfully, our good pal Giancarlo Stan was like, you're right, this is stupid. Then he hit like a freaking bomb into Monument Park, and it's like, okay, okay, we're, we're good, we're yeah, good now. We're good, we're good. It's 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 we we lose the hitless streak and we lose the scoreless streak. We're good. We're back. Yeah, and even if the Yankees had lost that game, they would have lost the series and it would have been annoying. But uh, as a uh, Matt F was talking about in our Slack, like it'd be one thing if they got no hit for a second straight day. But if they just you know lose, then whatever, fine. It's not memorable. So. At least they knocked it out then, and you know, then they uh, won the freaking ball game because DeShawn Mayhew hit a big home run, and so did Judge. 
Yeah, Michael K was like sitting sad somewhere because he didn't get to make another history with an exclamation point joke or whatever reference or God nonsense, whatever that was. So, <laughs> but we're good. We're good. We don't have to hear him say that. And uh, we didn't have to deal with back to back no hitters. Yeah, that walk off home run was a lot of fun too, just because Judge didn't really realize that it was gone. And they're like, no, you got to keep going around the base. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He started turning back around, like, hey, why is nobody mugging me? And they're like, yo, we're waiting for you over here, guy. Oh, yeah, <laughs> come back around. We want you to get a, get that dinger account. What if he just didn't do it and they just take away the home run, but the Yankees still win? <laughs> I mean, that, that happened to the the Mets in the 1999 NLCS. Are you familiar with this? I do remember that. Yeah, the the Robin Ventura walk off grand slam, and he got mobbed between first and second. And they just sort of were like, well, I guess it's a single because you didn't run the bases. Yeah. <laughs> All the other runs count. This one doesn't. Yeah. Like, oh, well, never mind. <laughs> yep. But it wasn't an ideal series against the Astros. Had a lot of stress because there's no way to not have stress when it's Yankees Astros, even when the Yankees are playing this well. But ultimately, they split at home. And again, they swept away the A's. They... The pitching was uh, kind of iffy in the first and third game because Montgomery and uh, Tyone didn't pitch particularly well, but they managed to stay together and not completely fall apart. And the Yankees managed to win those games anyway. So when you have an offense like this, that definitely helps. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't want to say kudos to both of them because like they didn't really have great games, but like still kind of kudos to both of them because they definitely stayed in longer than like I expected either of them to with how both of those games started especially Tyone. Like, I didn't think he was making it past the third. Like, as we, like I said, we talked about it in our Slack, but, you know, to, for him to complete five, I forget exactly how far Montgomery went, but I think he pitched into the sixth. He pitched into the seventh. He got two outs in the seventh. seventh. Yeah, 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 it was, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, pretty, is. pretty impressive, honestly, considering, like, <laughs> yeah. considering he gave five runs to the A's in one inning. <laughs> right. And like, just, I think it's just a, a testament to like, you said this offense and this team just as a whole, like, you know, they struggle. They have their bad inning, whatever it is. But like, you don't really give up. They don't really give up. And I think Aaron Boone just kind of knew, like, all right, just, these guys will still be able to hold it together. Get me a little bit of distance. Obviously, it worked out in both those games. So, just, just fun. It was annoying as it was to like kind of make the A's look competent because they're generally not. Mm-hmm. Um, it was still it just, you know, like I said, good shit on the team. <laughs> Yeah, and that's got to be such a great feeling for a starting pitcher, too. Like, you give up a bad inning, Tyone today, Montgomery the other day, but you know, like, hey, this is still a pretty good offense. If I can recover, get things back under control, we'll probably have a chance to win this game, and sure enough, that's what happened. And Yankees just eventually took it to the A's. They've had some trouble with uh, Paul Blackburn just a little bit, and then Frankie Montas the next day, but eventually they got those runs across and they won those games, so. That being said, I would like to go back to when the rotation was like having four no-hit bids a week. Um, yeah, you know, bring I it would, back. I would, I would like to go back to that. And then uh, maybe Aaron Boone will just start hooking the starters so that we just get like 15 combined no-hitters. Yeah. And then, babe, you should uh, shout out J.P. Sears too, who is like literally called up because they're like, we want to get an extra day of rest in there. And um J.P. Sears threw five and two-thirds scoreless innings and has yet to allow a run in his major league career. So, all right. Good. Yeah, I think, like my notes say, rotation's still human. J.P. Sears might not be. Yes. (laughs) Another scorcher from J.P. Sears. Cool. Yeah. Apparently, the Yankees have a a thing with calling up people, like, starters for their debuts and just having them go on, like, scoreless inning streaks. (laughs) 
yeah, shout out to Louis Hill to Louis recovering <laughs> from Tommy John <laughs> surgery. <laughs> no, I mean overall it's been a good week. Um, you know, you can't really find much to complain about in a five and two week. <laughs> the offense, like they they were there, they weren't completely absent, but again, they did still get no hit. So I'm not like gonna say, oh my god, they did a great job, but you know. They put runs on the board for the majority of it when it mattered. I don't want to say when it mattered because, again, they got no hit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but also, I also take solace in the fact that the no-hitter wasn't thrown by Justin Verlander. Yeah. Yeah, Justin Verlander still did throw a pretty good game against them. Very good game. Yeah. But, uh, but like, that's not even news at this point. It's just like, okay, man, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's unfair how good he is. Yeah, and he's like almost 40. What are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He dominated the Mets today, too. Yeah. Merciless. But I did see him pitch live for the first time uh, earlier this year when he was uh, facing the Nationals, so that was fun. Oh, yeah. You got to see the poor, poor Nationals against the Astros. How was that? Yes. (laughs) There was, like, a small part of me was like, I might see Justin Verlander throw a no-hitter because it's the Nationals, but that didn't happen. Oh, well. Oh, well. Well, all those fans at the Yankee Stadium got to see – Christian Javier and two Astros pitchers throw no hitter. So, eh? Congrats. I mean, like, again, it is still cool. As much as it sucks to see it happen against your team, it is still cool to be there for a no hitter. I'd imagine, like, not that I've ever been there for one on either side, but it's still just something special. And I think if you're just a, a, somebody who truly just appreciates the game, like, you still find a way to, like, just appreciate that as much as it sucks. Yeah, I was one out one time from seeing a, uh, a no-hitter in Atlanta because uh, Sean Newcomb had one like with two outs in the ninth, and then he lost it on a single against the Dodgers. So that was the closest I've ever come to seeing it, but that's, that's it. <laughs> and I was not at the Corey Kluber game somehow. I was not one of the five people in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> there was like f- four people there like, yeah. Yeah, just the, one of the five people who accidentally walked in being like, oh, wow, Costco's got some good deals today. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest thing about that game is still wasn't weren't they handing out the Corey Kluber Rangers bobblehead that day? Yeah, they were doing like it was like a grab bag bobblehead night because they were basically just getting rid of all the swag that they wanted to get rid of during the 2020 season that didn't make right. sense. So it was like some things were like the Kluber bobblehead and some were just other random 2020 Rangers things, which God, is that a bleak proposition? Yeah. God, please don't remind us of this. Yeah, I guess theoretically there was some Joey Gallo stuff there because he's still on the team. But <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing because there's Joey Gallo memorabilia. Although, like he was good with the, the Rangers, just I'm a little tired of him right now. Do they want him back? <laughs> I will take back you his Trevino. You gave us Trevino. You can have Gallo back. That's true. It just it's like you know, like we're sorry that Albert Abreu didn't work out here. Have Joey Gallo. Meanwhile, he's been he's been good since he came back to the Yankees. Yeah, Albert Abreu also in that first game where he relieved Jordan Montgomery, he threw two and a third innings, closed out that game. Nice. <laughs> I bet the Rangers and the Royals are just there, like what the hell, man? Yeah, <laughs> the Royals, where he definitely appeared and pitched for. Hey, he he is a Royals legend, number sixty nine, Albert Abreu, retire it. Was his number actually sixty nine? Yeah. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> For whatever reason. It, it doesn't need a reason. <laughs> no, no. 
he's looked good in his two innings back in his two outings back at the Yankees. So good enough that they did not want to get rid of him when they were making that roster move for JP Sears, which meant that they had to say goodbye to uh, Manny Benuelos, at least for now, because they designated him for assignment, but that's just, there wasn't room on the roster and he wasn't pitching anyway. Cause again, this starting rotation is just brutally efficient and doesn't keep long relievers knock on wood. So. Right. I mean, Aaron Boone did make a comment that he hopes uh, Man Ben comes back and, like, he just speaks for us all in that. But, yep. yeah, but if, it, if it, someone it wants fun. to pick him up and give him a major league opportunity in a rotation, I think he absolutely deserves it. So, yeah, no, it was just, it was still just nice to see. Even if he, if he comes back or doesn't come back, it was still nice to see him finally make his Yankees debut after, you know, just a decade of, oh my God, Man Ben. And then, yeah, it was just nice for our, early 2010s hearts <laughs> oh yeah big time it was just like wow this this finally happened it happened about uh 11 years later than i anticipated but we will take it. <laughs> he's gonna be an ace yeah hey could happen maybe probably not <laughs> and i think we talked last week about how he like he's probably gonna lose his spot for uh chapman or domingo herman i'm just happy again arbitrarily irrationally whatever do you want to describe it it just was i'm just happy it wasn't for one of them two specifically <laughs> yeah not a one-to-one thing we probably will get uh, a rule this chapman sounds like on friday because they they don't think they really need to activate him for thursday in houston so that's probably when we'll see him and you know ryan weber came back up after the jpc start to provide some break glass in case of emergency insurance and it looks like they might actually need him uh with the Tyone start, but nope, Tyone cleaned it up and Ryan Weber is still just, you know, sitting out there. But hey, collect that per diem, man. Yeah, I do think the smartest thing the Yankees can do is wait till Friday to activate Chapman because he's, like I said, he should not be allowed to pitch against the Astros. No. Also the Rays, the Blue Jays, and the Red Sox. Any <laughs> other team, any other team you could pitch against. I don't care. Yeah, if you, you were you were drawing up a, a contract for oldest Chapman, you, instead of like a no trade clause, it'd be like a no pitch clause. <laughs> exactly. Cannot pitch against these four teams. <laughs> yeah, but there's no need to like, we don't need to throw him into the fire into a Yankees-Astros matchup for his first outing anyway, back that yeah. would be that would be so stressful and again stressful quotation marks with a team with a 56 and 20 record but i just don't need that in my life yeah even if it, like the yankees somehow i like were up like 12 nothing in the ninth i still don't wouldn't feel comfortable <laughs> throwing him back in there yeah. it would just i just know it would blow up and get way too close for comfort yeah let him uh let him pitch in cleveland he's never had any uh career damaging moments in cleveland it'll be fine no not at all <laughs> Hey, Roger Davis is long retired, so we're good. (laughs) But that should be an interesting series, though, because the the Guardians have looked better this year than they did last year. And Jose Ramirez is very quietly playing almost as well as Aaron Judge. He's been incredible this year, and they just have some good pitching as always. So, Yeah, definitely going to be a fun series. Hopefully the Yankees make it fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't want to talk about any no-hitters again, team. Yeah. <laughs> Looking hard in your direction, guys. <laughs> but yeah, should be cool. Uh, then after that, they travel to Pittsburgh for a couple games there, which again, it's Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, same. It's like almost the same deal as with the A's thing, where it's just like, yeah. you, you know what to do. I suppose if like you lose a game, that would be annoying, but whatever, it's on the road. So yeah, at least they get to visit uh, one of the better ballparks in the league. Yeah. And they get to see, Not that uh, I've ever been there, but just from what I've seen and been told. <laughs> I've been there several times. It is delightful. Great place. 
They also get to see O'Neill Cruz up close in person. They get to see another exit velocity machine against them. (laughs) Like, oh, so this is what it's like. And they get to see their future outfielder, Brian Reynolds. (laughs) Yeah. He hit uh, three home runs today against the Nationals. So Exactly. Good for him, I suppose. (laughs) But, yeah, Yankees good. Yankees very good. What else is there to say? I struggle to talk about a team that's so good. Yeah. (laughs) Things be worse. (laughs) But don't actually. Yeah, I was gonna say like don't make put that out there. Make my job harder. Yeah. Make my job harder. Yeah. Yeah. Please Always make my job harder. Yeah. Just keep winning and forget losing. Losing's dumb. Losing's for suckers. That's the motto of the 2022 Yankees. Look, if you guys keep winning, Rob Manfred will erase 19 of your 20 losses. And this is a guarantee that uh, Kunj has received personally. Yes, I've uh, I've texted with somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows Rob Manfred. Yeah. Yeah, it's like his, uh, his, his nanny's uh, cousin's uh, plumber. Yeah, yep. That's exactly it, actually. Yeah. Oh, wow. That was, a, that was a lucky guess for me. Because yeah. Yeah, even as a joke, I don't want to pretend like I know Ron Manson. Yeah, that, that's, that's understandable. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's take this moment for an ad break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. So uh, I believe you have a uh, BREF leaderboard update for us. I do. I do. Um, so... As a caveat, this is as of entering play on Wednesday. So if things change by the time this podcast goes up on Thursday, do not at me ever. Mm-hmm. Ever. But, Don't do yeah. it. Uh, not much different from uh, last week, but you know we still have Judge, Glaber, DJ, and Nestor, and Trevino as a top five. Garrett Cole keep, uh, keeps inching his way back up. So he's following uh, Trevino. Clay Holmes, who is, um, you know, had has been human twice now, back to back weeks, which is rude. <laughs> is, yeah, uh, well, that that after... was just a, yeah, to briefly talk about that one game. If we're playing New York, New York, and then it's like, no, actually, that's catcher's interference. And then he gave up an unearned run. It's like, well, that was weird. <laughs> then they won the, the game ghost, anyway. The, the ghost of uh, Jacoby Ellsbury. Yeah, he, he helped them in the first I'm... game with the, the two catcher's interferences in the one rally. Yeah, so he wanted to come back and, um, you know, even it out for them, which was, uh, I guess, nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that an unearned run, though? I thought it was a technically an earned run. I think it's unearned because of the catcher's interference, which is an error on the catcher. So I believe that was that was not earned. I will double check. but I'm going to check because I, I thought I saw it was earned unless they changed it because the Yankees do have this weird unearned, haven't given up an unearned run streak going. Yeah, that was unearned. Oh uh, well, they they, uh, they changed it because when I looked at it uh, yesterday, it was it's on uh, wherever the hell I looked at the box score. It said it was earned, but well, okay. they lied. That streak is over. Well, yeah, it was like some number of games without giving up an unearned run. So yeah, it's like all right, cool, cool. man. But if alrighty it's, then, if the trade off between watching Clay Holmes ERA go down and ERA plus go up is the end of the unearned run streak, then I will take the trade. Is it worth it though? Is it worth it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, his ERA plus uh, is at 756 now. Well, so much probably... more boring than when it was at four digits. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, probably a little bit higher though by tomorrow, by the time this podcast goes up. So that's true. Yeah, he took care of business again today. So yeah, hooray. Yeah, anyway, back to the board. After uh, Clay Holmes, it's uh, Josh Donaldson, Michael King, who reemerged onto the leaderboard last week, working his way up. Oh. Then uh, T- Tyone uh, Rizzo and Montgomery to close it out. Um, it's good. It's good. Yankees good. Yeah. 
They are just a brutally good baseball team, and uh, we want them to continue with their ruthless efficiency. Yeah. The only person who's, like, really missing from this is uh, Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah, I guess that's true. Huh. But I suppose he's more of, like, just the offensive war kind of guy, so. Yeah. And, like, Rizzo is, like, kind of far back on there because, actually, for some reason, baseball reference war does not really like his defense, even though it just fine so yes but whatever man i guess you say so hey joey gallo emerge on this list challenge hey, hey joey gallo get a hit challenge <laughs> <That too. laughs> it's brutal uh, don't worry there'll be more on him in a bit spoiler yeah mm-hmm. yeah the, the, like <laughs> one of the few like bad things to talk about this team which is why we're, we're trying not to dwell on it because like it's just a bummer but yeah. also we've like kind of like crapped on him for the last month now <laughs> except yeah. for like i guess at the beginning of june he was starting to pick it up and then then he stopped whatever getting hits. His, yeah then he just stopped getting hits at all like i think coming into that game whatever that was on like june 17th or whatever he you know he was open opsing in like the 800 or something like oh great and then now his like ops is like below 160 or something like that and that's just because of that uh like he has like a walk or something like that a couple walks and nothing else yeah and it, he's down to a not nice 609 OPS on the no. season. Rough. Yeah, Rough he's uh, he's getting to be pretty unplayable at this point. Like, just stick Marvin Gonzalez out there. Just <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Like, for me, the ideal, like, lineup right now with the team as it's currently constru- um, constructed involves Joey Gallo on the bench, Giancarlo in right, Marvin in left, and, like, I guess Josh Johnson at the aging. Yeah. But I guess you could throw uh, Hicks in left. Yeah, you could throw Hicks in left and then put, yeah, uh, yeah right. That's Stan at DH. Yeah, so, uh, oh, Stan can say it right. Yep. Yep. We should talk about briefly. Right. It's good that uh, Glaber avoided that injury scare from uh, the Sunday game. And then it turned out that he had some serious wrist soreness anyway. So it was a good excuse for him to sit down. Yeah, I did appreciate him giving us a live injury update during, uh, I think it was Tuesday night's game. Where like the camera just focused on him and he noticed it, so he just smiled and then he's like, "Wrist, good. Tomorrow yep. I'll play." I was like, "I love it." <laughs> he's like, "All right, well, thank you, uh, sideline correspondent Glaber." <laughs> Don't need to wait for Aaron Boone's post game conference about Glaber Torres' update. He gave us one during the game. Yep. I would like to know how he noticed that the camera was just on him because it was just perfect. Like, did somebody tell him? Glaber's just got that aura, man. He knows. Yeah. He's like uh, Barney Stinson from How I Met Your Mother. He just always knows when the camera's on him. Yeah, and somehow he grabs a tie of nothing, you know. Yes. <laughs> All right. So should we move on to our uh, end of week awards? Yes, sir. All right. It's the Yankee and Manfred of the week. Huzzah. Woo. Who is your Yankee of the week? Well, this may come as a shock to you, but it's me. Oh. Because. What have you done? <laughs> I gave Giancarlo Stanton the challenge last week. And since then, all he's done is hit, do, hit nothing but homers. You did. That's, that's, that's correct. You're like, listen, man, <laughs> you're just going to happen. And then he's like, yes, sir. So uh, for Giancarlo Stanton rising to my challenge, I award myself a Yankee of the week. The fact that it took till June for me to do this, because I have thrown, thrown myself these uh, awards every once in a while, is a, is a good thing. I think it was... Um, it's a good sign of humility for you. That there like, it is, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will wait until June to award myself the Yankee <laughs> of the Week based on Giancarlo Stanton's Dinger Heroics. 
pretty much the end of june so because the next time we record will be july that's true yeah so kudos to me double yankee of the week for me <laughs> wow yeah okay now the humility is kind of going out the window it's also fun that uh, stanton's like last eight hits i think are just home runs because <laughs> he had that like you know as you said like he had that mini slump in there but or it's his last six hits i believe are home runs which yeah, is it's, consistent yeah and like even that slump i think uh sam i want to say had like a article on the site about just his weird month overall yeah. but like even during the slump it wasn't like anything bad obviously a because the yankees were winning games so like that kind of hides a lot of you know slumps and stuff if the team is just overall winning Mm-hmm. but he was still uh walking and still making like hard contact it's just it just wasn't dropping so it, it's not like he looked completely lost during it so that made it obviously a lot more palatable and then like i said since he since we recorded last week he just was like all right i'm just gonna dinger yep. um he does love homering against the astros too so we should have probably known that was coming because he just loves homering against the astros and bless him for it really yes absolutely <laughs> always always humiliate the astros yeah and his, his homework today was just one of those very fun, goofy, like 390 foot opposite field missiles where he just like flicks it from the opposite end of the strike zone. <laughs> yeah. Which is oh, like, man. it'd be something that you highlight more from anybody else, but from Giancarlo, it's just like, oh, add another one of these weird ones to the list. It's like, oh, that's just, you know, a normal Giancarlo Stan home, right? It's either yeah. that or it's just an absolute tank job. Yeah. There's no in between and nothing else. I guess the, like the, those the, are those are singles for him. I think the third variety is just the the line drive that just doesn't sink. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I, I think one day he's just gonna hit a ball so hard, like a line drive so hard, it's gonna blow a hole through the outfield wall wherever he is, and yeah. like this, nobody's just gonna know what to do. Like, is, what do we do with that? Is that a home run? They'll stick a cartoon band aid over it. It'd be great. Yes, I hope so. Yeah. So. Yeah. Who's your Yankee of the week? <laughs> Well, I guess I'll give an honorary Yankee of the Week to Giancarlo Stanton himself <laughs> if you're worried. <laughs> but uh, my Yankee of the Week was just going to be Aaron Judge. I don't need to make this too complicated. He had multiple walk-off hits. He's up to 29 home runs. He's the MVP of the league. This guy's incredible. Yeah. Like, simple. Short, simple, and sweet, and correct. <laughs> yes. Yes. 29 home runs on June 29th in yeah. 74 games. Just absurd. I was gonna say, like, what if we just like made a challenge for ourselves, like to just not give it to Judge, even though because he's probably deserving of it every single week. Yeah, I mean, I thought about like finding a different one, but I mean, when he does, when he has a week like he just had, that's just so overwhelming. No, yeah, you like, can't. This is one hundred percent. This was one hundred percent deserved. It's just like, man, it's like, when we don't have anybody we can think of, just give it to Aaron Judge because duh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought about giving it to Aaron Hicks too because that game tying home run against the Astros was just a great, great moment that you didn't really see coming so and he's had a bunch of hits like that lately actually so no i think him and gallo had started to pick it up at the same like around the same time and then gallo just stopped but hicks has been you know definitely believable as a human being i think was my exact wording last week and i'll I'll stick with it yeah gallo's like oh you man you're good (laughs) i'll just be over here too much (laughs) i had a fun two weeks yeah and uh i guess speaking of gallo who is your man for the week yeah, I had a tough choice between uh, every hitter who played during the no hitter and well, Joey Gallo. It's Joey Gallo. I'm yeah, sorry, but I mean, I I can forgive the rest of the team as much as like I like we talked about it enough, but like you know the no hitter was annoying, but 
whatever. It led to just their 20th loss. And it's the end of June, like, okay, whatever. And the rest of the team has done stuff up to that point. And since that point, Joey Kello is just, man, it's rough. He had a good two, two and a half week stretch to, to start June where he thought, okay, finally he's coming, coming out of it. And yeah, it's, he looked like you said, he looks downright unplayable. I'm sure, sorry. I'm sure he's a nice guy and I feel bad for him. Cause like, yeah, I don't think totally. he's actually this bad. Like he's not this bad of a player. He's definitely talented. He's definitely good uh, at doing what Joey Gallo does, but I'm over it right now. Yeah. One thing I will nitpick is because like some people have been like, well, you know, this is what Joey Gallo is like. This is what you should have expected. Like, no. no, this is, this is way worse than he's ever played in Texas. Basically. Yeah. This is not the same Joey Gallo who was an all-star in the first half of 2021. And honestly, it's not even the Joey Gallo who is below average for the Rangers in 2020. This is just ridiculously bad. It's he's underperforming the reasonable expectations. We weren't asking for him to be necessarily as dominant as he was in Texas, but he's not even an average bat. That's the thing he was. And I know people like to focus on the strikeouts, but he was a good bat in Texas. Yeah. Like that's the whole thing. Like everyone's like, Oh my God, to see the strikeouts, the strikeouts. I was like, yeah, but the strikeouts were a lot more palatable last year or like when he was with the Rangers because he was hitting home runs and hitting and hitting doubles and keeping mm-hmm. balls off the ground and doing everything else. Just, yeah, he had a low batting average, which again, it's batting average, which need to be reevaluated as a stat anyway, said like 10 years ago, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Like again, he's still, he was still palatable. And then since he came over to the Yankees, it's just been bad. Like you see flashes here and there where he goes off on a little bit of a run, I guess yeah. is the word. And he it's like, some oh, home cool, runs maybe. in a couple games. And then it's like, yeah, oh. yeah no, it's, it's sad. And like, yeah. I, I definitely had high hopes for him coming into this season. I think we all did one of our earlier podcasts from the season, maybe like right before the season started or whatever, we talked about how like Joey Gallo is like a good fit on a team like this, where he doesn't need to be the main piece and he could just kind of quietly do his own thing. And since then he's like basically the nine hole hitter. Like Joey Gallo shouldn't be a, a nine hole hitter in, in, on any team. Yeah. And, and I understand be- what the Yankees are trying to do where they're like, okay, we'll play him, bat him ninth, get the pressure off him, but he's still just striking out with reckless abandon. And it's, not getting home runs. It's it, it, yeah. And it, we are getting and, near and the, the end of the end of the line, I think. And the Glaber strategy didn't really hasn't really worked yet so far of putting him back to his natural position, like because he's been playing a lot more right field, or maybe exclusively right field for like a while now. I can't remember if he hasn't has played anywhere else in the last like month or so. He's played so, he's played a, a little co- bit of left, but mainly m- right. Majority, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so like there's a conscious effort. It's like, all right, let's slide him back there. We'll just make Judge our center fielder now because he's Aaron Judge and he's very good at everything, mm-hmm. and it's fine. And maybe that'll kind of help Joey Gallo just feel a little bit more comfortable because even his defense looked like a little awkward out left. So who knows? Who knows? Maybe go and get another outfielder, please, and thank you. Yeah, that's. <laughs> it feels like that's going to be like the one, one of the few projects that is there at the deadline and if it means that joey gallo gets dfa'd then that sucks but it might just have to be what happens i don't know what you do he's only he's under he's out of the he's out of his contract after this year so it's not like a team is gonna like rebuild around him so no and there's like almost no shot in hell he comes back to the yankees yeah anywho alas it was a fun idea yep anyway who's your man for the week uh, I'm just gonna again play it easy. My Manfred of the week is uh, Rob Manfred because they, you know, he's dumb. And, he doesn't hate baseball. Yeah, well, <laughs> well if you believe him. <laughs> but it's. It, now, I also like said- 
partially Manfred of the Week to the guy that interviewing him to because that was just not very well done, I don't think. But I think if I was interviewing him and like that came up or whatever, and he said, like, no, I don't hate baseball, I would like my response would just be prove it. Yeah. <laughs> Show me how you don't hate baseball. Hey, according to him, he has like MLB network on in the background all the time. It's like, okay, man, that is that's just like stuff on in the background. Congrats. Yeah. But I I did I will say I did think about giving it to Tyon for a minute just because both of his starts were not very good. But I mean he did put it back together on both of them. So I was like, whatever, let's just give it to Manfred. Yeah, it, it like they weren't great, but they were respectable enough where you can blink and realize Rob Manfred's worse. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's pretty much what it comes down to. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we are at the end of the line. Yeah, sounds about right. Go Yankees. Um okay. please. Go and embarrass the Astros and then go to Cleveland and do more Yankees baseball things. Yeah. Go feast on the Guardians and uh, show them that the Yankees can also beat the Guardians because the Guardians are not a bad team, but the Yankees should still beat the Guardians uh, throughout four. Always. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Well, we are on Twitter at Pinstripe Alley. Uh, I'm at Mern's PSA. Um, What did you get a shop right? I got a cake because it's one of my friend's birthdays today. You fun. Happy birthday yeah. to Kunja's friend. Happy birthday, friend. <laughs> Hooray. What kind of cake was it? It was a tiramisu cake. Ooh. So it was a little bit of a challenge because this guy does not like sweets at all. I was like, mm. what do I, how do I get a cake for somebody that doesn't like sweets? I think that's um, a good, uh, good, uh, good down the middle option. Yeah. And like, he does love his coffee. Like he drinks a lot of coffee. So I was like, you know what? This might work as like a hybrid solution. Good. Where's he, Sarah? He blows out the candle, walks away, and everyone else eats cake. Yes. Win-win. All right. Well, enjoy your tiramisu cake and uh, enjoy your Yankees baseball. It's pretty great right now. Yay. Yay. Bye. See ya.